Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres. AFL Trade Radio. Trade Afternoons. For McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Oh, welcome back. It is Trade Afternoons. Big thanks to Riley and Cal. Trade Afternoons, though, for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Day two, trade period. Hill, Taranto, Jaden Hunt done yesterday. Liam Jones, paperwork in train to get that move sealed back to where it all began at the Western Bulldogs and I would have thought a similar situation imminent when it comes to Blake Akers and his move from the Dockers to the Blues. Sam Edmund with you for the next couple of hours, as is this man, Brenton Sanderson. Great to see you, Sando. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me back in. Have a good morning. Yeah, fantastic. Really good. What did you get up to? Oh, I've been watching a little bit of the NFL, went to the gym, been <laughs> doing a bit of work. <laughs> Not bad, are you? Bit of Monday night football. Yeah, watching the Rams play the uh, 49ers. Kids went back to school this morning too, which was which was great. Really For your good. NFL watching? <laughs> no. I love my kids uh, more than anything, but it was Just nice not to see them go back. Of... <laughs> no, it was nice to see them go back to school after two weeks' holiday. Just not when kickoffs are about to uh, take place. <laughs> yeah. No, um, we've got lots to get through over the course of the next couple of hours. We might supercharge What's the Deal, which has been right. a, a staple of our, our show over the course of uh, this trade period. But... We might do it a bit different today. We've been focusing on individuals. Mm-hmm. I reckon we might have a look at a club and a club that's extremely busy in Geelong. How are they going to be bringing in three former first-round picks? How are they yeah. possibly going to make this happen? I speak, of course, of Ollie Henry, Tanner Bruin, and Jack Bowes. We might do a bit of what's the deal for the Cats. So plenty to chew over a little bit later on there with them. What did you make of Aaron Francis? So we, we um, broke the news yesterday that that deal would be done and we await official confirmation that he has, as of this morning, put in an official trade request. He's got the blessing of Essendon to do so. Sydney are interested. They'll strike a deal. Who knows what it'll be? Something, you know, relatively late in the piece. But we love the great stories in football. And if Sydney were able to give us another one, yeah. then that that is development and culture hall of fame sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and he would be going to a club which has got a great history of not recycling players, that's the wrong term, but almost reinventing a player which we know Aaron Francis was a former top pick here in the in the draft. He was Six a first on. round selection mm. um from South Australia, grew up barracking for Essendon. Um did have some um I guess um not weaknesses, but um he's never been able to get his fitness right, his his body right. He can't um he can't play midfield with the um, the expectations of being able to to run like AFL midfielders do. But that's where I think Essendon and most of the industry thought that he would find his feet at AFL level. As a midfielder? He's he's extremely talented. We know, we've seen his aerial strength. He's played forward and defence yep. um, for the Bombers. But they wanted, well, they, they, they wanted him to be that big-bodied, strong midfielder. But he just hasn't quite got the tank to be able to do that. And he's had some injury setbacks. Um, 
had some challenges breaking into that top 22 and sort of staying in there. Uh, but we know that the Sydney Swans have a fantastic record of, of taking players exactly like this. We saw them do it with Paddy McCartan most mm. recently. Mm. Um, and getting their bodies right, you know, emotionally getting them back in, like heavily invested in their footy club. Um, and he, he could be anything. He could be uh, an absolute steal. We're talking about a third round pick. Would, would, yeah. would that be right, Sam, for a player so, like Aaron Francis? Yeah, so Sydney's draft hand at the moment, uh, they've got a 36 and then you've got to go to a 73. Uh, I'm not sure what else they've got going on up there. But uh, he's a player who's played, what, 50-odd games in seven seasons. He has been regularly linked to moves away from Essendon too. Like 2017, he requested a trade home to South Australia. It didn't eventuate. Um, we know he's had his challenges, but this is the real deal. This will happen, and he will get up to Sydney. Well, that's the other thing too, Sam. Sometimes when you think he's a South Australian, you just want to go home. He's actually not from the city. He's, like a, he's not a metro yep. South Australian. He's from Loxton, um, which is out in the bush. So, yeah, he, he, he'll just want to go somewhere where he feels most comfortable and he feels like he's going to get the best support. So, um, And I, I said this about Jack Bowes last week and earlier this week as well. Uh, Jack Bowes and Aaron Francis, like – don't sleep on these guys because they are they are top end talent that will come into your footy club and if they can just get everything into place they'll they'll be really good players and really valuable to the squad. So um, yeah, Aaron Francis only fifty four games, yeah. which is disappointing um, for a, for a twenty five year old who was taken in the top ten. So he'll be a good story when he gets there, as could be Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, his old yeah. teammate, uh, great. Uh, uh, revelation by Matthew Lloyd uh, this morning on the early trade uh, that he's looking to make a comeback. And his old club are interested, and perhaps Fremantle as well, although we now learn that it would happen late in the piece, maybe in the supplemental selection period as a, as a train-on player. But nonetheless... So how does that work, Sam? So if he ends up at Fremantle, is he just like a delisted free agent I now? think so, yeah. 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 I think that's the ruling. So he would be picked up in the... Well, he could be picked up in any way, shape or form, but I think the pre-season supplemental selection period would be the avenue the Dockers might use. And then he comes on as a, a train-on player and then potentially uh, can get himself back onto an AFL list. So great story, though, to be honest, because he was gone too soon. It would be great there. to see him back. Yeah, he's um, he's a crowd favourite across the industry. Everyone loves watching Tip and Woody play. So, yeah, let's let's hope, fingers crossed, that he can get back and we can we can be cheering for him again because he is a special talent. And Jack Bowes visiting all the clubs at the moment. Uh, of course, the best deal in the trade period is he and pick seven from Gold Coast. I think he's due at Hawthorne today for, for a meeting with the Hawks and Sam Mitchell. So, again, as we've always said, take a ticket and get in line. Cats and... Um, and Hawthorne and Essendon are invested. North Melbourne have been as well. I still think the Cats, Sando. Um, and there's a question here for you just quickly off the text. Sando, thanks for some great years down at the Cats as a player and a coach. How likely is the Ollie Henry to the almighty Cat scenario and what would it take from Geelong to make it happen? Well, that's a precursor to what's the deal a little bit later on. We might flesh that out. Yeah, that's it's, it's important that um, with so much going on for the Cats, we might have to just be patient and wait for the first domino to fall. Um, and I've said it uh, over the last couple of days that I think when it goes public, um, and it's typically from the player's manager, it means that the clubs um, are well into discussion phase. So you're sort of hoping that it would get done, especially if the player then puts his hand up and says, this is what I want to happen. Mm. Um, I'm ready to make the move. But we know that Stephen Wells and Andrew Mackey are going to be extremely busy. Their phones will be ringing off the hook, and they'll be having some sleepless nights with the big whiteboard up and you know, arrows pointing to different magnets and trying to find a way. And we know about the 
about the point system and you know going in a deficit and things like that, which um, which I need to clarify as well later today. But you were given some homework, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I haven't done it very well, Sam. I'm, I'm trying to find out. One of the callers asked yesterday, "How far can a club go into deficit?" So I want to I want to clear that up for our listeners. Um, and I know Soss and Nobes who will come in later after us today will know that for sure. So if I don't get yep. in, get an answer, um, you're going to the very top though. So you're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying, trying my best. Yeah. And it's it's pertinent this year, isn't it? Because the the Brisbane deal to get Josh Dunkley in, we're told, has some significant work to be done, and it pertains to Brisbane and whether they would be yeah. willing to go into deficit. That's right. Well, Ashcroft comes in as the likely pick one with a twenty percent discount. We know pick one is worth uh, three thousand points, and um, you were just telling me before we came on air that with that twenty percent discount would drop to twenty four hundred. Um, They've also got uh, Jasper Fletcher, mm. who's a top 15, top 20 pick, who will likely come in, and Josh Dunkley. So we know the Western Bulldogs will be seeking two first-round picks. Is that what you're oh, – Yes, publicly, but I'm not sure when it, when it, when the whips start cracking. I'm not sure that's the deal that will get done. I think clearly a first-rounder, clearly something else needs to be involved. <clears throat> Pardon me. But at the moment, 15, 34, 45, their top three picks, Brisbane. They'll get a compo for Dan McStay. We're still waiting on that. See what uh, the Colonel Sanders can spit out for that one. Well, this will be an arm wrestle, won't it? This could come down to the final few hours. Um, and it's those anxious moments, that edge of your seat type yeah. moments where as a player and as a supporter, as a coach, you've sort of got everything in place. You're ready for the deal to go through. And it's just these little sticking points where both list managers want to ensure that the um, the trade is successful. So uh, this is going to be a fantastic watch. It'll be really exciting for Bulldogs and Brisbane fans to see how this week yeah. unfolds for for Dunkley, but also too, yeah, um, Brisbane need to find some points. Yeah. The dog's no stranger to yeah. leaving it late either. Um, and yep. Sam Powell, I tell you what, butter would not melt in his mouth. Uh, you can give <laughs> us a buzz at any stage, one 23 Drop us a text if you've got an idea as to how Geelong are going to facilitate these three potential former first-round picks and how they're going to get them in with what they've got available. Uh, Joe uh, has sent through a suggestion as well. We'll get to that a little bit later on. That number's 0419187323 for the text. I just want to quickly talk about James Harms, if we can, Sando, because a Melbourne regular, a Melbourne premiership player, He'd been considering a trade for a fair chunk of the year. Now, I saw Mitch Cleary's report on, on Channel 7 last night that uh, that the Melbourne midfielder had met with Essendon. So he's 26, a premiership player, 143 games. Now, the motivation for him to do that, he's not banging down the door to get out, but he just wants more midfield minutes. He wants to play in the engine room more often and, and spend some more time in there. So he sought permission from Melbourne, or at least let Melbourne know he was going to have a look around. So did the right thing. Club gave their blessing. So he had a, a familiar face at Essendon in the form of Josh Marnie, of course, uh, and they met a few days ago. But critically, though, the the new coach, Brad Scott, who was unveiled on Friday, and I know people might scoff at this, he, he was not available over the weekend. So the two of them could not meet. He was off the air, so to speak. So Harms couldn't get in front of the coach, which I would have thought is pretty important. Yep. yep. And in this case, it turned out to be particularly important because premiership player, contractor player, someone Melbourne weren't pushing out by any stretch of the imagination. That delay, that small little window was yeah. enough to have Tim Lamb, who we heard from just yep. a few moments ago with Riley and Cal, say he's unequivocally staying, and Simon Goodwin, the coach, to shut it down. So that is it. This is not happening. And I think James Harms is, um, is heading back overseas shortly. So it appears as though the ship has sailed. But in another time and another place, I think this trade might so, have happened. You think, Sam, if if Brad Scott wasn't away on the weekend and Harms was able to get in front of Brad Scott and have a coffee and have a chat through 
Brad Scott's vision for Essendon, you think that deal might have got done harms to Essendon? That's my understanding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know of, of how absolutely interested Essendon were either, by the way, or what the salary would have been, what the contract would have looked like. Don't know any of those details, but it, it, it's, it's snuffed out now. It's not happening now, but it well and truly would have been alive, I think, had uh, that managed to happen. And look, you're coming into it. Imagine how busy he would be, all the things, in, all the balls in there and everything. And I know people will scoff at it and they'll think it's crazy, but that's how it played out over the weekend. It's uh, it's a it's a hectic trade period and a it's a murky yeah. little part of the game that one isn't it? Yeah, well, people often refer and it's it's not fair, but but players are almost like cattle and the way that they're treated at times. And this is, an, I guess, a, an example similar to that. But it's a ruthless nature this industry, and we we've we've spoken about it. I've mentioned it a few times in the last sort of ten days, Sam. That like players' mental health, you can just imagine what mm. Harms is going through when obviously he loves the Melbourne Footy Club. Um, He's won a premiership there, but he wants to play midfield minutes. So he's um, he goes and seeks a meeting with Josh Marnie, um, and then to be told, yeah, okay, now that's off. It's you, you can see why players. Well, we uh, spoke about Jack Graham only yeah. yesterday, and the way that played out, and I heard Steve Silvani fleshing that out a little bit further last night. They absolutely made him a priority. Now they said to him, "You are our number one target. This is what the deal looks like. This is what the pick will agree on." It was all done and dusted. Richmond had an understanding of it. The player was happy. The cameras were there, as we said. And then Porter got to do what's best for them. And what's best for them is Jason or Francis puts his hand up and says, "I want to play for yeah. you." Then yeah. all bets are off, I suppose. But okay. I don't know what the answer is. It's just a. I'm just trying to rack my brain. Part of the... Is there a way we can do this better? But mm. there's probably not. Um, you just need the proper support network around players and. And obviously, our role in the media is to is to inform um, our listeners and the fans about what's happening with players. But but yeah, you have to um, sympathise and show empathy, I guess, with players when a deal like this falls over when they've got their heart set on it. Um, yeah, it's just disappointing. But uh, we know Harms is a character in sorry, has a strong character. He'll, yeah, yeah. He'll I'm go, sure it'll be fine with he'll Melbourne. He'll go back to be, Melbourne, yeah, and he'll be no problem. Play his heart out. Yeah. yeah, and as I say, he's the best 22 player. Yeah. It was just that you know, it gets down to the specifics of the role for some players and what they might want to get out of the rest of their career. Before we get to our first break, Robbie's in uh, Car- Carnegie. He's got a, a name on his mind that has been uh, all over this trade period. Welcome to you, Robbie. Hi, Sammy. You're. You're still a, a dude, and Sando, you're a gun. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> on you, Rob. Um, you know, with this uh, Ollie Henry thing, he, he wants to go to Geelong, rightly or wrongly, let him go. But shouldn't the AFL um, say to these little deals, just get them done first? It's hard, isn't it? Like, you're... I... Sometimes you need the first domino to fall and sometimes we just get a little bit blindsided by a deal that might go through, which then opens the door for another deal and then it changes mm. the the pathway for certain players. We just talked about the Jack Graham one where he becomes a priority for Port Adelaide at the start. Um, and how, there's a new priority. However, <laughs> uh, Jason Horn francis becomes available. You have to make the phone call to uh, to Jack Graham and say, hey, listen, you know how we said we – you're our priority or well, that our, our priority's now shifted. So yeah. it's very hard. I, I appreciate Robbie's call and, and, and he, he's right to a certain extent. It'd be, it'd be good to get a few deals done so then we could get onto the, the sort of big mega trades. But 
Um, they'll all happen in due course and some won't happen either. We'll, we'll talk about some all week and then unfortunately we'll fall over right at the last hurdle. Might be a segment in that, the ones we think that might not happen. Yeah, Maybe we'll save that for a little bit later on. Um, great to have so many texts coming through. 0419187323. A lot of suggestions here, Sando, for our what's the deal, how the cats can possibly fit all the pieces of this trade jigsaw in in this trade period. And plenty of activity on the open line as well. That number is 1300 So Charlie... Dylan and Jack will get to you on the other side of our first break as a priority. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, they're engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. We will get to that open line in a moment. Just a quick Beaumont news update. Anthony McDonald, Tipper Woody, considering a turn to the AFL. Fremantle leading the way for his signature, according to Essendon great Matthew Lloyd this morning. He did retire earlier this year after dealing with injury problems in the season and failing to return to full fitness. Sando Kaltumi reporting the paperwork is being lodged for Liam Jones to rejoin the Western Bulldogs as an unrestricted free agent. I think it'll be a three-year deal. There'll be a compensation pick to Carlton, perhaps in the in the third round. But he returns to the Western Bulldogs in the Witten Oval, a very different player to the one he departed as, and he's going to be a great pickup in the back half for the Western Bulldogs for the next couple of years. And Riley Beveridge reporting paperwork will be lodged for a deal taking Blake Akers to Carlton this afternoon. The Blues will part with a future third-round pick, and that is all for the 26-year-old winger who will arrive with, uh, what, 120-odd games under the belt, and he fills the need for the Blues off a yep. winger course. Fantastic. I reckon that's a really good selection. He's going to be a really good player for Carlton. We talked about it last week, Sam. I'm really bullish on the Blues. Their list looks excellent, and heartbreak this year will obviously uh, motivate them over the summer. Um, expect them to be a top-four side in 2023. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Great to have so many of you wanting to get involved on trade afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Well, let's go up to Mildura where we find Charlie. Welcome here, Charlie. G'day, mate. Who am I speaking to here? This is Sam and Brenton Sanderson here, Charlie. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Now, I'm just I'm just here to wonder, is Jack Bros going to go to Essendon or Javon? Well, we're all waiting to hear at the moment, Charlie, because he's uh, meeting all those clubs. He's meeting Hawthorne today as well. I've always been pretty strong on Geelong being the uh, the strong favourites for Jack Bowes. Uh, that's where I think he'll end up. What do you think, Sando? Well, what would you do, Sam? If you're if you're Essendon, how would you feel if Jack Bowes says, I really want to go to Geelong, and Geelong is my priority? And we're going to talk about the Cats in a minute because they've got Tanner Bruin, Ollie Henry, and Jack Bowes as targets or, or players that they want to bring into the club. What if the Jack Bowes one falls over and Geelong have to inform Jack Bowes, despite you wanting to come here, um, we can't get it done. So then the second team here might say, okay, the Bombers, I'm in now. Like, yeah. Are you okay with that if you're, if you're a Bombers? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I think if I'm Adrian Dodora, I'm through with that. But in fact, if I'm Essendon, I am just gobsmacked that Geelong could beat us to this player. Yeah. Because by rights, they shouldn't. Essendon have got the cap space. Yep. yep. The money, the ability to make a, present a far better deal from a financial perspective than po- than what Geelong possibly could. Yeah. But Geelong, we know all the other attractions at Geelong, and Essendon could probably get better guarantee him playing time as well than what Geelong could. And yet, 
the distinct possibility is they could still get the rug pulled out from underneath the mess. Yeah. They must be sitting there going, how can Geelong be doing this? Yeah. No, I, and we marvel every year at what Stephen Wells and now Andrew Mackey is involved down there. They, they, they do an incredible job of enticing players to that footy club. Um, and we see that they win. That's That helps. They're um, always around the mark and fantastic region in Australia to live and play your footy. Um is down the Ballerine Peninsula. Yeah. It's fantastic. You know, you're speaking yeah, from experience. <laughs> I was down there for 15 or 16 years as a player or a coach and, and yeah, loved every second of it. Good on you. Uh, Dylan's in Berwick. He's been waiting on the line patiently as well. He wants to talk about the Kangaroos. How are you, Dill? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? We're well. Thanks for hanging on. What's on your What's on your mind? Um, I guess just as a just as a diehard North fan, I'm, I'm try, just trying to search for some optimism here, I suppose, with some of the news that's come out in the last couple of weeks in particular. But mm. um, I guess I just want your opinion on, obviously, um, Jason Orn Francis has, re- has requested a trade. Um, Sammy Arthur saying Taron Thomas could potentially be on the way out as well. Is it is it all doom and gloom if those two boys head out? I'm just trying to think in terms, like, just as a North fan, um, in the last like the last season, um, mm. a lot of supporters have said in terms of maybe attitude problems for not just Jason but Taron as well. Um, is it potentially a good opportunity for us to to reset our culture and get guys like Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker and and potentially Hunter Clark and maybe whoever we potentially get from Port as well? Is it is it not all doom and gloom as as a North Melbourne supporter? Is there potentially hope here, or is it really just not looking great? Uh, it's a good question, Dylan, and perhaps one best answered and handled by Sando, given he's been in these buildings as a player and obviously as a coach for a, for a long time. Well, what's your take on it, Sando? No, you have to understand that this is obviously a rebuild and a replenish of their of their list. Yes, they're big losses. Um, Horn Francis uh, would be a big loss, and it sounds like that deal will get done. Um, and then, unfortunately, Taron Thomas, and I, he's a fantastic young player, and I've just got a gut feel that he stays. I I hope he does. He's he's got enormous upside, but and you know David Noble comes in in about ninety minutes time, and he'll he'll take over. I, I spoke with Nobes this year, and and he he was really bullish on this young midfield that North Melbourne are building. Guys like Jai Simpkin, Luke Davies, Uniac, even he, uh, Hugh Greenwood. He's experienced. Will Phillips, Tom Powell. Um, they just need bigger bodies. They just need time to develop and to play that style, uh, that sort of bash and crash inside mid type work. Um, I love Ben McKay, McKay down back. I mm. think he's a he's a, obviously a talent which they've got to hold on to. Luke McDonald's a good player. Kane Kane Turner, I really like. Um, and their forward line will build around Larky Zerha. We spoke about Taron Thomas needs to go to another level, and they probably need some more um, improvement from Jaden Stevenson, who, by his own admission, um, it hasn't quite hit his purple patch yet. That he we we found that form in his rising star year at Collingwood. So. The foundations are sort of there. They just need to keep going to the draft, look to trade in some experience, um, and find some little, I guess, holes in the in in the list that they can try and build um, with through the through, through the trade period. Hunter Clark would be awesome if yeah. they could get him. He's a fantastic young player, and um, I've, I don't think St Kilda would let him go. Uh, but yeah, if, if they can get that deal done, that would be fantastic for him. And and, and Griffin Logue's a, a really good key defender as well. So, And we know Alistair Clarkson is a great coach uh, and has proven success with Hawthorne with what he did there. So it's not all doom and gloom um, for North Melbourne. And we spoke yesterday, Sam. Um, they could still play hardball with the Jason Horn francis They could say, I know yeah, we, yeah. We, we did hear Brady Rawlings say yesterday that, um, that, you know, they're in discussions already. So that sounds like a trade would yeah. get done. But 
if they don't get what they want, they could just say, you know what, you're under contract. Um, let's see you next year out and then we'll look to trade you. But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I know it's a difficult period for North fans and, and Dylan's probably been waiting for some, hmm. some return to finals for a, for a few years now, but it's probably going to take another two or three years. Let's be honest. Um, it's hard to see them climbing up the ladder really quickly, but with those, with those foundation players in there now, some shared experience, play some games together, build a strong culture again and, yeah, let's hope. Hopefully, we see the kangaroos back up where they belong. Yeah, and and actually, you mentioned David Noble, who was really bullish yesterday on on his belief that Taron Thomas would stay. So hopefully, for people like Dylan North Melbourne supporters, that is the case. Jack is in Surrey Hills. How you doing, Jack? Yeah, good. Thank you. What's on your mind? Well, I'm just wondering, what do you think the compensation for Liam Jones will be for the? Well, we'll find out, uh, hopefully, in a matter of hours, uh, Jack. If the paperwork is going through, as has been reported, then we'll find out very soon. I think that it's generally accepted it would be a, a third-round pick, but don't hold me to that. Um, I think that'll be the pick that might head back Carlton's way for Liam Jones. And they had to campaign, um, obviously, to the AFL for that, Sando, to get some approval for a compensation pick. But it's a three-year deal for Liam Jones at the age of 31, I want to say. Yeah. So it's good to see him back in footy again, won't it? It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be good. good he left uh, absolutely the peak of his powers too. And Carlton will be, um, well, somewhat compensated with that compensation pick. Welcome, uh, Jack. Thanks a lot for your call. Uh, Michael's in uh, Salisbury. Michael, welcome. Mikhail, Hi, sorry, mate. Mikhail, welcome. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's right. how are you? I'm well. Um, I've got I've got a few trade uh, rumours that have been going around. Billy Frampton, do the Pies go for a trade, like a pick trade, or do they go for a player trade? I have heard no suggestion of players being involved in any of these uh, acquisitions, Mikhail, to be honest. Uh, that guy, Obviously, Bobby Hill was done with picks. Uh, Dan McStay comes as a free agent. And then that leaves Fiorini, Frampton, Mitchell. Um, never say never, Mikhail, but uh, we know Brody Grundy's leaving to Melbourne, you know, in a, in a separate exchange. Haven't heard any players come up, to be honest, at the moment. With Isaac Rankin, there's also on Seven News from Theo, uh, from Theo Diropoulos, he has said that it could be a, a future round one and a, a pick number five for this year's trade, uh, for this year's draft. Can we try and see if that, do you reckon that will work? Yeah, I don't, if you're Gold Coast, do you like that, Sando? So clearly we, we spoke about Gold Coast losing seven in the Bows deal. Yep. They want they want a high pick back the other way. If they get five um, back from Adelaide for Isaac Rankin, we know that they don't want to um, have all, they've got a glut of picks in this year's draft, Gold Coast. So they want to be able to spread that out as well and have a foothold in, in the draft in 12 months' time. Um, so that's two first, though. Mikhail saying that. Yeah, no, I think I think just the one pick for Isaac Rankin. I think pick five would be a fair trade. Straight Adelaide's, swap. Yeah, Adelaide's pick five for Rankin. I I can't see and maybe some back end swaps of picks and and maybe a player at the right at the back end. But yeah, I think uh, that's a fair trade for me. Isaac Rankin for pick five. Do you guys see Miles Bergman being part of the Jason Horn Francis deal? And what's his trade worth by himself? He's been linked. To the deal, I reckon there's some appeal from Miles Bergman to at least be open to a discussion about it, but it hasn't got to that yet. We spoke to Chris Davies yesterday, didn't we? And he said yep. none of those players had put their hands up to be involved in the trade, but he's a first-round draft pick, Sando, uh, Victorian as well. Um, you wonder if a player will be involved in that Jason or Francis deal. Yeah, it's, it's and what you have to understand, when you're at a footy club too, particularly if you're a young player, you don't want to 
like raise your hand and say, I want to be traded. Um, that's, yeah. that's why you have a player manager. So that phone call would go to your manager and say, okay, so this, this one Francis deal, if, if, if they are asking about a player, would your guy be open to it? Yeah. So or then, does the player manager sometimes pick up the phone? And well, say, I think that's what the player manager would then ring Port Adelaide and say, hey, listen, you know, off, off the record, yeah. um, player X, my player, if you do need a player to go through, I mean, he loves it here and he's, he's hoping to break into the side, but if it does come up and his name just got, does get mentioned, he would consider it. Now, you don't want the player to be making those sort of calls, but through the player manager, you can, you can, they, they can all obviously assist you. And that's what you pay them for to, to make those phone calls. Cause they're, we, we talked before about, you know, players and their age and their experience in the industry. You don't want to, you don't want to, Put your hand up and say, "Yep, I'm ready to go." And then the coach goes, "Well, hang on a minute. We actually <laughs> actually thought you were pretty keen on staying." What are you here. saying here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we 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 can just speculate, and it's 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 fun almost to bring up names. But yeah, once again, as Chris Davies said yesterday from Port Adelaide, they've had no players come to him say, yep. and and say, you know, can I be part of a trade that sends me home?" Who managed you back in the day in your playing days? Uh, Craig Kelly, yeah. Craig, yeah, right. Or Craig, yeah, uh, Craig Kelly's um, company, uh, yeah. which back then was called ESP. Now it's called TLA. Right. Um, but one of Ned's um, staff, uh, Shane Castley. Yeah. But yeah, I was pretty easy to manage. Like I, I wasn't that good, Sam. So I just... Um, Turn it up. I just took whatever I, contract I was offered. How many um, games was it again? Uh, two zero nine. Jeez. But I was at my third club before I was twenty one. That was probably the hard bit. Don't get to that many games by accident. I wouldn't have thought. No, I flicked a few. Flicked <laughs> a couple hundred. <laughs> <laughs> this is trade afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Now, reckon up next. We might get into a bit of what's the deal, but don't be shy. Give us a call one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Drop us a text as well. Plenty of those trickling through. Oh four one nine one eight seven three two three. On this, the second day of the 2022 trade period on Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? What's the deal, Ty? I tell you what, I just hope we haven't bitten off more than we can chew. No, let's have a crack at it, Sam. <laughs> let's go with it, yeah. We're going down the Geelong path with the three former first rounders that uh, they have been heavily linked to. Yep. How are they going to get them in? Tanner Bruin from GWS, Jack Bowes, and the pick seven, that sweet, sweet offering from the Gold Coast Suns. And then Ollie Henry, brother of Jack, who wants to get down there from Collingwood. A lot of nominations and ideas and scenarios came through off the text, Sando. I'll just... Um, wet your appetite with a couple of these. Yep. Set, this is, I don't mind this one because it solves Brisbane's problems as well. Yep. Sando, if the Cats get seven off the Suns for bows, they should trade seven, 37, 47, 52, 55, 61. That's their, their hand, the Cats, to the Lions for a future first and the pick 15. The Lions use seven for Dunkley. The points increase should help the Lions with Ashcroft yep. and co. Yep. And the Cats use 15 and 18 for Bruin and Henry. Yeah. That's a this big, is good. It's a big deal, that one. Who is this guy? Is he worked for one of the <laughs> AFL clubs? <laughs> it's a big one. No name. We've got to leave your name to these people so we can give you some credit for your text. Digby, or Colby, as he's known. For Geelong to facilitate the three trades, pending Bows choosing Geelong. Bows and pick seven come for a future second. GWS list manager has told Trade Radio they want to move down the order. Geelong could on-trade pick seven for Tanner Bruin and P15. 
pick 19. 19 probably satisfies pies for Henry. Tanner Bruin to Geelong for a future first. Ollie Henry for this year's first. And if the Cats get bows, they could split seven with the Giants for 12 and 19. And then hand over pick 12 and a future second for Henry and still have a solid draft hand. So these are sort of the very, very um, detailed yep. and sizable scenarios coming through off the text. Well, you spoke about Brisbane and I did the homework, Sam, that you you asked me to do. The um, points deficit. Yeah, we had a caller yesterday ask about how far can a club go into deficit? And the answer is they could go, the maximum deficit a club can go into is, to, is 1,726 points. So that equals the last pick in rounds one, two, three, and four, which um, is 985 plus 502 plus 220 plus 19. So... We know with Brisbane trying to bring all those players in, plus they've got Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher, um, that they they do need picks. Similar to what Collingwood did in last year's draft yep. when they knew Nick Dacos was coming in and the bid would come really early. Uh, Collingwood just brought in a stack of picks, which then would help with their points deficit. And so, did it quickly and yep. pretty efficiently too. Yeah. Well, they made it look, from the outside looking in, they made it look easy. Yeah, so I know that would probably make people's uh, people got a little bit cross-eyed, all those numbers I just threw at you. But there is a point system. Pick pick one is worth 3,000 points. So you said 1,700? Uh, 1,726 points is the maximum a club can go into deficit. So that's around the equivalent of pick six yep. in the first round. So that's a that's a decent deficit amount. Not yep. that a club would want to do that um, by choice, but if it gets desperate for Brisbane and they can't do everything they want to do, then that avenue is open to them. Now let's get back to the Cats. So yes. Bruin uh, would... Now, would you would let's let's say you're giant? Okay, you'll I'll be the cats. You'll be the giants. Okay. Um, would you take a future first round pick for Bruin? Yes, Andrew Mackey, I would. Let's do the deal. So, if the cats win the premiership next year, that might be pick eighteen. It might be. Are you happy with that? Yeah. Tanner Bruin for pick eighteen. Yes, next year's draft. That's clearly you've presented me with the worst okay. cut, and I wouldn't advise you doing that in the negotiation. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm accepting I'm it. Andrew Mackey and Stephen Wells here. We've also got pick 18, and we, we're going to pick up the phone and call Collingwood. So you're now Collingwood. You've got Ollie Henry. Ollie Henry has told us he wants to come home. Graham Wright speaking. <laughs> yeah. Would you take pick 18, our first pick in the national draft, would you take pick 18 for Ollie Henry? Stephen, Andrew, uh, yes, I'll do the deal. Luckily, yes. Yes. Okay, we so we like him. He's a valued member. He's a required player. But yes, we'll, we will grant him his wish to play with his brother and we'll do the deal for 18. Wow. Okay. You're easy. Um, okay. <laughs> now, you're, now, now you're the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, unfortunately, you've got to move uh, Jack Bowe's salary, which is $850,000 over mm. uh, each year for the next two years. Um, would you take our future second round pick? Uh, so I'm Craig Cameron here and I, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. I, I want more picks in next year's draft. We want to have a foothold in next year's draft. And given we are asking you to take around $1.5 million of this player's contract, we'll sweeten it with seven and we'll take a future second back. Wow. Well, that so, was I'm, – I'm stoked if I'm – That's how easy it is. That, I am absolutely – What's Andrew Mackey worried about? Well, I've brought in now – if I'm Geelong, I've brought in three former first-round picks. And not only that, Sam, these are not 18-year-olds – these are guys that have been in the system for, well, Tanner Bruin for three years. Ollie Henry said this is his second season. Yep. A couple of years of development for all of them. Tanner and Bruin's second season. Jack Bowes is in his mid-20s. Yeah. So he's so, 24, 25, I reckon. Yeah. He'll be 25. Yep. Um, these are ready-made AFL first-round picks coming into the side that just won the AFL Premiership 
by 80 points or 88 points. And I just realised in those three scenarios that we played out, Geelong, not only do they get them in, but they keep pick seven as well. Surely that, surely that can't happen, can it? So they're going to bring another first-round talent in. Surely that can't happen, can it? Um, anyway. Well, as one of the person people that text in, uh, maybe Geelong and Brisbane are on the phone a little bit too because we know Brisbane need picks, so there might be some opportunity there for picks coming in on maybe, a trade to Brisbane. Maybe in retrospect... So Jason I think, McCartney folded pretty easily there, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but also, too, I just think the bows for a future second round pick, I know Suns want to do the deal, but future second, he's, he's worth more than that. I know they want to get rid of the... Well, you salary. really like him as a player. Yeah, I do. I really a, like him, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. Future second round pick. So that's a pick between 18 and 36. Or and obviously, they're, they're packaging him up with seven, which is mind-boggling in, in many yep. ways, but we're going to see a lot more of this, and the AFL's ticked them off. Um, there might be other clubs do it in this trade period. What did you think of that, dare I ask? one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. 2355 48 What's the deal uh, for the morning? 0419187323. Steve's in Fraser Rise. He's been waiting on the line for a while here, Sando. Welcome to you, Stevie. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. How are you? We're well. Yeah, good. I've just got a question regarding the Jack Bowes. Let's say he chooses Essendon and Essendon get that prize pick seven. Mm. Does the Doro have something up his sleeve to land a forward? Because they were reported they were after Zerha and Cameron and Harry Mackay. So does he have something up his sleeve in the last few days? Yeah, that a crack at Rankin as well. Um, yep. Oh, geez, I don't know, Steve. I, I don't know of any other names that uh, well. I don't know of any other names that have been linked at the moment. He may do, but if I'm Essendon, I'm just tempted to smash the draft, Sando, to be honest. They'd give him four and seven, two picks again in the top ten. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Who would they? It's really hard to prize out or to wedge out key position forwards from other clubs. They have a crack at Mitch Georgiades, just go bang, he's pick seven. Yeah. But they don't want to do that. And I think you're right, Sam. I think they go to the draft. I think they... They've probably got their eye on a couple of key forwards. They've been really successful in the last couple of years of bringing in top-end talent. Um, they are a very young squad, the Bombers. They're going to they're going to improve really quickly now with Brad Scott at the helm. Um, get some players, uh, another year experience under their belt, You know, stock up their development program. I think they're going to be a big improver, the Bombers. Connor's in Ivanhoe. He just quickly wants to talk about, before we get to this uh, break, uh, what we were just discussing, and that is the Brisbane Lions and how they can hit all their targets. How are you there, Connor? Not too bad yourself. We're good. How do they get it done, do you reckon? Oh, well, i got no idea. I'm, I'm also curious to see what you think about how much Dunkley's actually worth. Because I think there might be a, there might be a case where they gorged his value by giving him the BNS. Uh, that wouldn't happen. It's very hard. And, you know, clubs are audited all the time. You can, they wouldn't gift wrap a player a BNF to increase his... Um, uh, compensation coming back the other way. Obviously, we know part of the formula is is player achievements, but yeah, that would be a really foolish thing to do if they are the bombers, uh, if they are the bulldogs to to gift wrap player a, a best and fairest. He, he had a really good season, Josh Dunkley. He had a really good season, so I'm he deserved sh- at the end of the day he deserved it anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for the call, O'Connor. Uh, that was what's the deal? Our, our Geelong trio. And I hope we didn't break any rules. Someone's saying can't trade future first and future second. Did we trade? We traded our future first, yep. and we did trade our future second. Okay, I'll Maybe take you that. Do, on, yeah, we'll take to... that on value, and that's why the Cats might have to park with that pick seven if they get it in for Jack Bowes. And who knows? As uh, one texter said, maybe they split that pick with another club. It's trade afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy range is available now at Mac. As the only question is. 
Can you handle the heat? This is Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back. Welcome back to Trade Afternoons on a pretty busy day too. A bit happening around the place. Liam Jones uh, will get to the Western Bulldogs today. Blake Akers to Carlton is a done deal. They'll receive a third round pick. The Blues, that one had been in train for much of the year following on from uh, a, a decent opening to the trade period yesterday and the promise of Oh, so much more still to come. The busiest exchange window we have seen for some time. Trade Afternoons is for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A few calls have built up during our break, Sando. We might uh, get them uh, up and about. Trent's in Surrey Hills over in Adelaide. Welcome to you, Trent. G'day. What's on your mind? I was just wondering, how can Port get a Saverati Galea? Uh, that's a very good question because I'm not sure he's going anywhere at the moment, Sando. I know he met with Port Adelaide. Um, he would have to, you know, really force the issue there to be traded with a year to go on his contract. Heard from Andrew Mackey many times that, uh, he's a required player, albeit one that's been starved of opportunities, uh, in recent times. And he probably looks at that list and thinks, how am I going to break in, um, to this senior 22, 23, but Trent, I look at Port Adelaide's draft hand, eight twenty seven. 55, 58, 82. The 27 was for, for Carl Amon. What's a fair... Is Asava radically a hard to value yeah, as well? Yeah, he is. He is. But we know that uh, Chris Scott really values him. He really rates him highly. I know then people would say straight away, well, then why isn't he in the best 22? Well, this is one of the best 22s we've seen for a long time. Um, we saw what they did in the grand final to the Sydney Swans and what sort of year they had. They didn't lose a game from May 14th onwards. But... He'll, he'll find a way into that side through um, through sheer determination and he's just got to wait. There's a couple of really good players in front of him. But, yeah, if he wants to play regular senior footy, he might go have that conversation with Chris Scott and Andrew Mackey, Stephen Wells, and say, hey, listen, I, I want to play AFL. I want to play 22 games every year. Um, I can see an opportunity for me at a different club and it's a mature conversation to have. But, yeah, I, I can't see him le- leaving the Cats. I thought he might be involved in the – Giants trade. Yep. I mentioned that last week because the Giants really need that player. And with Tanner Bruin coming in, potentially could be involved in a player swap. But but yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder, I think, for um, to see a deal going through because I know he's a required player. Lots of clubs must have asked over the years. Yep. I mean, it's not rocket science, is it? He's not getting a regular game. You know, he's a younger player with those athletic gifts. You'd, yep. you'd think he'd have many inquiries down the years, but he stayed loyal to, to Geelong. Thanks for your call, Trent. James is in Mount Dunede. What's on your mind, James? James might be away from the phone there. We might go to uh, Mason in Mandurah. Mason, you want to talk about the Saints? Hello. Hello, Mason. You want to talk about the Saints? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I heard a rumour that there might be some interest in Sam Wiedemann from Melbourne. Yeah, I heard that bubbling around too. I can't put any meat on that bone for you though, Mason, unfortunately. I'm not sure where things are at with uh, with Sam Wiedemann or, or St Kilda's um, appetite in, in him as a player. Sando, I just yep. uh, I can't answer that, Mason, but we'll, maybe something we can take on uh, as homework, if you like, Mason, if you'll uh, allow us to do that. Um, you know, we're debating about what players are worth. You know, even list managers do it all the time. Yeah. And there was almost one live on air. Uh, in separate conversations today when it comes to uh, Melbourne goal sneak Toby Bedford, who 
um, was a pick, late, real late pick in the 2018 national draft to Melbourne. Played just the 18 games. Melbourne flashes of talent, but obviously can't get in to play regular football. Has requested a trade to GWS. Now, as you're about to hear, this is Jason McCartney, followed by Tim Lamb (laughs) on the value of Toby Bedford. What GWS will give up and what Melbourne are willing to accept. We think we've got a pick sitting there right now that should uh, facilitate that deal. But Do you want to let us in on what that pick is? <laughs> Can you see what the picks are? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you guys think? Well, you've got 3, 12, 19, 21. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 43. Have you put 43 on the table there, Jase? Yeah, it could be around the mark. You guys know your stuff. <laughs> oh, unless you stop somewhere. Um, <laughs> ah, look, we we rate we rate Toby really highly. Like he was part of our next generation academy. We've put four years of development into Toby. He was on the verge. You know, he was in our twenty three for most of the season in a team that finished second on the ladder. So we think he's, as I said yesterday, he's done his apprenticeship. Toby, he's a qualified tradesman who I would expect would play a lot of footy um, for the Giants. So. Um, yeah, that's nice. Jason said he thought that we get the deal done. We might have a different view. There you go. That was Jason right. McCartney followed by Tim Lamb there. What a player he's worth. You can just imagine those conversations, can't you, when there's two list managers or GMs of footy on the phone to each other and they're debating the value of a player that that one doesn't want to lose and the other one really wants. It's um, Obviously, you start with two very different opinions and then you've got to meet somewhere in the middle where both are content. He only saw minutes in eight games this year, Toby Bevford. I think he was the the sub in quite a few of them, and he played the two games the year prior. So um, anyway, they'll thrash it out, won't they? And they'll get a deal done. Carlo's over in Perth. G'day, Carlo. Hey, boys. How are you? Just just quick on the the log trade. If if what's reported being correct with regards to kind of 750, 800 kind of deal, kind of a long-term deal, for a pick eight, I think he finished fifth or sixth or seventh in, in this year's BNF. And it looks like maybe only a future second rounder. Just interested in your thoughts. Seems a bit unders for me. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But they don't have a lot else to offer North Melbourne. They've got one, so we can scratch yep. that out. Uh, unless they do something pretty radical and split that, then you've got to go right back to the late 50s, Yeah, 60 for their pick. They could still split that pick one. Yep. And obviously, too, if they can somehow... If other clubs are involved and they can get another early pick for for Horn Francis, then they can potentially split that. Or yeah, but you're right, um, Carlos. Right, like Griffin Lokes a very good player and he's going to get paid accordingly going to North Melbourne. Um, so yeah, you'd expect Fremantle yeah. would be requesting and a future second. I don't think would get it done. Maybe an early second round pick in this year's draft, but maybe a late first rounder. But yeah, sometimes we do scratch our head when you look at the trades that go through. Um, be interesting to see how this one fleshes out. Yeah, good call, Carlo. And and the other thing about North Melbourne is they were given that future second by the AFL and the future third too. Um, yep. And that was predicated by the fact they had to use them, had they had to, to trade them, yeah. them away yep. in this draft. So they might, they're going to feature in some way, shape or form, even if it's not in isolation like you say, Carlo, maybe as a sweetener or uh, or the centrepiece to, to a deal that they might do to bring in. We just know that they want to bring in some established talent as well. Yep. Um, Hunter Clark, I just might... Wouldn't mind checking out where that's at with him as well in regards to whether he is still open to a move uh, from St Kilda to North Melbourne. Uh, that was Carlo James is in Ascot Vale. He wants to talk about North Melbourne, uh, coincidentally. Sando, welcome, Jimmy. How are you? All good? We're all good. 
Um, uh, just had a few, uh, one question, sorry. There's a few whispers getting around today about Zach Butters and Port Adelaide getting to North. Just wondering if you boys heard anything about that. No, I haven't, James. I mean, his name is about because people are putting two and two together and a player might be involved. And then if a player is involved, surely North Melbourne would ask for him. I mean, what club wouldn't? I just can't see any situation, Sando, where no, Port Adelaide sanctioned a trade for Zach Butters. I can't. Although it's so enticing with Juan Francis returning to South Australia and Port Adelaide. But, um, yeah, they're, they're looking to build their list. And, I mean, obviously, Horn Francis would be a fantastic addition to that team, but not at the expense of Butters, I don't think. Uh, lots of questions about Tom Mitchell. I know you've made your point on him being a good pickup for Collingwood. Miles um, Bergman, we've spoken about. Lads, my guess on the Dunkley trade, Dunkley 29 and 37 to the Lions, 15 and next year's first to the Dogs. The Lions only lose 200 points this year and next year's first values Dunkley around 10. I'm a Dogs man. Seems unders, but best I can come up with. What's your thoughts? It does seem unders. I think the Western Bulldogs are uh, are absolutely going to drive a hard bargain here. Just for one Josh more tooth, Sam. We did get picked up on the text about... Um, future our, first and second. Yeah, you can't trade no. a future and a future second. You sought official feedback on that? Yeah, so you can't trade your future first and your future second. In the um, same, yep. You can only... You can either a first or any of second, third, and fourth, but not both. Right. So um yeah we we're, we're back to the drawing board if we're if, if well, I'm along and I'm trying to trade in for those three players we've stumbled on the bows and pick seven one well that that's that's where it's at though so I think they don't get to keep seven then Geelong it's hard to see yeah. a scenario where they would keep pick seven so if they are giving a, a future second for bows then Tanner Bruin can't get done with the future first so maybe they're splitting seven um yep. they're, or they're giving seven and they're getting something back from GWS. Yep. We'll see how that one uh, plays out. We need to take a break on trade afternoons, all made possible by McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Maccas, can you handle the heat? Scott Lucas at uh, Phoenix Management has spoken on his client, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody's situation, and we'll hear from Scott Lucas on the other side of this on Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Hanging up the boots. For Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Oh, yes. Hanging up the boots for Host Plus. Michael Hurley will continue his career at Essendon, but this time in a coaching or player welfare role. Sando, this is a good appointment. The defender. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, did retire this year. Finished a fantastic career with 194 AFL games. Two All-Australian selections. That nasty, severe, really terrible hip infection in 2021, uh, and then he fought back, uh, returned at season's end for an emotional farewell. It was a great scene, one of the great scenes of the year with the Richmond players applauding and congratulating him for that goal at the MCG. Uh, hanging up the boots is for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Anthony McDonald Tipper Woody hung up the boots as well. Yep. But now he wants to unhang them. Uh, Where is he going to end up? This is his manager, Scott Lucas, earlier on today. Some circumstances, uh, some personal circumstances have changed, I think it's fair to say, which has meant that he's had the opportunity or the inclination to reconsider. Uh, And with that that in mind, I think uh, he's in a really good headspace. I think physically... He's also in a better position than perhaps he was at, at the end of his time at Essendon around that May. So we'll just work through it all and um, 
and, and see where it leads. But, uh, yeah, look, a fair bit to play out at the moment, but it is certainly something he's considered and has had a discussion with both those clubs. That was Scott Lucas earlier on Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, who's plotting a path um, back to the game. You know, a little acquisition and something that you wouldn't have to give up a lot for, I wouldn't have thought. No. But what's the connection with Fremantle? Don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I know the Bombers fans would love to see him back. That'd be a nice um, homecoming, wouldn't it, if he yep. was back at the Bombers? But, yeah, we'll have to find out how Fremantle are linked to Tip and Woody. Finn's in Brunswick. Welcome, Finn. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Good. Um, I was just wondering, I've been hearing some well, numerous different things about the Tom Mitchell trade, and I was just wondering if there's been any picks or players that have been floated um, as potential trade fodder. No, it doesn't appear as though it's gone that far at this point, Finn, the best that we can understand anyway. There is a desire for Tom Mitchell to join Collingwood. Um, there is an acceptance, I think, more privately than public at the moment that Hawthorne would uh, would facilitate that. At the moment, Mark McKenzie, list manager, saying he's a required player and he's got a contract. But I think this is happening a lot behind the scenes at the moment. Finn, Collingwood got a lot going on as well at the moment. I still think he gets there, Sando. Well, Sam... I- Answer me this, because I get a lot of calls, a lot of text messages from from Collingwood supporters. Would they assume some of his salary, Tom I Mitchell? I think so, yeah. So how does that work? If you're going to take some of Tom Mitchell's salary, but you're going to well, be paying... Well, Hawthorne, still... Yeah, Hawthorne will contribute some, Tom Mitchell's salary. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. So Hawthorne would contribute some of Tom Mitchell's salary, but then Collingwood are contributing to Brodie Grundy's and still <laughs> yeah. Adam Trelaw, so... Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, and there's probably, it must be said, they're the high-profile ones, but there's probably other ones that we just don't know about. Is that right? I think it's more think common. It, yeah, yeah, okay. And maybe not to that to that length, to that, to that amount, $300,000 or the vicinity thereof, well, maybe not that the severe. poor financial accountant controller <laughs> at each club who's got to, got to get know. the bank details for players who are no longer there. And um, But what's the value of a pick? So this is yeah, the thing. Like yeah. This is this is what we're, we're getting our head around more and more as in our little code down here that they've yep. been doing in the States for Yeah, that's right. An no, eternity. Spot on. You're spot on. Thanks for call, Finn. Uh, I, think, I think that still happens, though, to be honest. Andrew's up in Brisbane. Andrew, how are you? Good, thanks, guys. How you doing? We're good. Um, I'm just thinking, what about uh, Radaglia and Henry switch and maybe pick three to Collingwood as well? Oh, pick I don't three think, or four. Yeah, uh, pick three or four. Where, where's that coming from? Oh, I would just think, oh, no, I think Henry, like, he shows massive potential. I'm a, I'm a Collingwood fan. It's a shame to lose him, but, yeah, Radaglia would fit nicely with us and he's probably just waiting for Hawkins to retire before he gets a game. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think if I'm Collingwood, I'm not doing that. I, don't, I just don't think this is in any way going to happen, Andrew. But uh, hypothetically speaking, uh, I think you'd, you'd, if you're judging the two players, you, you want a bit more coming back the other way. If you're Collingwood, that's for sure. Um, pick through a four, I'm not so sure about that. Geelong don't have that pick in their arsenal anyway. But um, I think it'll be a pick uh, that goes back the other way for, yeah. for Ollie Henry at, at Collingwood. Be Isn't it funny? With, all, with over that. 800 players in the AFL talent pool um, at every club, it feels like like Radigalia's name gets mentioned a lot. It's one of those players. Um, yeah, he's he's a young man with talent not getting a game. And mm. I guess at a really great side like Geelong, coming off a premiership, everybody wants him, don't they? It's, um, and, he, and you can see why. So – Stephen Wells and Andrew Mackey would be taking a lot of calls around that player and mm. his manager, sorry, um, Radigley's manager would be fielding a lot of phone calls from clubs asking about what are his intentions. Does he want to play AFL senior footy regularly? Um, but I know Chris Scott would be saying to him, you know, your opportunity is going to come. Just be patient. Yeah. If you like it here and you 
you enjoy the culture, your opportunity is going to come. And Chris Scott has been a massive fan yeah, over the has, journey yeah. of Asava Radigalea. Hey, how Richmond get Jacob Hopper in the door is going to be really interesting from here. Yep. Jack Graham somewhat intertwined with that, or at least he was. That move to Port Adelaide. Taranto was the easy one. He was the priority as well. So 12 and 19 for him. They separated the two players to simplify the process. Now, GWS happy with Richmond because they've been operating in good faith, Sando. They've yep. been, um, I guess, realistic of the situation. They've got to give up plenty to get plenty. They're seven-year deals for the two of them. But Hopper, you know, they've only got – they can only give what they've got. Yeah. So at the moment, the GWS is saying Richmond's future first and pick 31 this year is not enough for Jacob Hopper. And this is why players are being involved. And there's a lot of texts on Ivan Soldo here, who last check as of this morning remains a possibility to be involved in this deal. So sorry, say again, Sam, a future first. So Richmond have a future first, obviously, and yep. they've got pick 31 in this year's draft at the moment. That's and that th- won't be enough for Hopper. That's what they're saying, GWS. They want more. So this is where the Jack Graham situation hurt GWS because Jack Graham to Port Adelaide had a pick attached to it. It was all done and dusted. It was a second rounder. Yep, yep gotcha, gotcha. Now, Richmond would have used that second rounder in some way, shape or form. Maybe they would have given a future first and a second rounder and that would have been enough. But at the moment, as things stand, GWS aren't happy with the deal anyway. So there, there could be players involved here. Um, as I say, checked in this morning. Ivan Soldo, best way to put it, remains a possibility um, amongst potentially a lot of other players. So they're working through that process at the moment, much like North Melbourne and Port Adelaide could be doing with Jason Horn francis as well. So we'll see how it goes. Well, Giants do have a need for a ruck. That's, that would be high on their shopping list. We talked about that last week. Yeah. And Lloyd sense. Meek was makes linked. Sense. So yeah. they were never in the running for Lloyd Meek, though. They, were, they, they had a conversation with him briefly when he first um, you know, signaled his intent to, to pursue a, a club elsewhere. But they never went down the path with him. I think Lloyd Meek ends up at Hawthorne. I think that deal will, will happen soon. Um, Akshay is in Oakley South. Akshay, welcome to you. Hi, mate. How are you? We're good. Hey, I just had a question about Ollie Henry. Is Collingwood doing anything to hold hold him back at the club? Well, Graham Wright said that they weren't giving up on that, actually, that they would do their best to try to change his mind to convince him to stay. They haven't given up the fight there, but this has been going on for some time, you know, a, a period of months, in fact, the, the, the to and fro when it came to a new contract that Collingwood had offered and they wouldn't budge on. Um, they've got their own, obviously, uh, pay scale that they need to stick to now, Collingwood, hence why they're getting rid of Brody Grundy. So they weren't going to overpay yeah. for Ollie Henry. And obviously, if you're Ollie Henry's manager, Sando, you're saying, look at this kid's potential. He's a first-round yeah. pick. Look what, look what he's delivered this. He kicked a bag of four against Fremantle. He had some great games when he played. But then the other part of it is he didn't play towards the back end of the season. Yep. And as we said, McStay's coming in. Bobby uh, Hill. Bobby Hill's coming in as well. Potentially so Frampton. If he couldn't get a deal he liked at Collingwood, which I, I, I don't think he did, then he was worried about his spot in that side. Yeah. And it seems weird because he's plotting a path to, to Geelong, I suppose. But um, who knows what the uh, the conversations are happening behind the scenes or what guarantees or what, what role's been painted for him at Geelong. But that's that's how it got this far anyway, actually. The, uh, one more question I have about if Collingwood uh, pushes out Brody, Gund- Brody Gundy, what are the rock options for the uh, because last year Max uh, Max what's his name Max Lynch uh, no 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 uh, American Mason Cox Mason Sorry. Cox yeah yep. Mason Cox yeah 
he was offered the contract at the last minute so we the club has only got two basically uh two rugs right now yeah, they've actually, and, um, sorry, actually, they've actually, they're probably still a bit, a bit deeper than what people think Collingwood. They've got Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron, who did most of the ruck work this year. They've got young Aiden Begg coming through, who they drafted uh, two or three seasons ago. Uh, and also, too, they really like Nathan Kruger in the ruck, and he was injured for a lot of this season, came back into the side as the sub and came into the ruck um, in uh, that prelim final and was actually very good. So there's probably four players there, but... Not like a standout, standalone Ruckman. I know Darcy Cameron's probably the closest to that, and he's got a lot of talent. Um, but, yeah, I, I can understand Collingwood's, Collingwood's supporters just apprehension a little bit about giving away such a such a great Ruck talent in Brodie Grundy and not really having that next one to sort of you know jump, jump, jump into the role, particularly with the age of um, Mason Cox. He's in his early 30s now and mm. um, has been great for Collingwood and been a fantastic story. But, yeah, they're... There is Aiden Begg and there is Nathan Kruger who are sort of waiting in the wings there. Thanks for the call, Akshay. Uh, just a quick text before the break. Any chance, Graham, uh, Jack Graham, to Essendon? Essendon need big body mid. Tigers need picks for Hopper. I, I wouldn't shut the door on Jack Graham leaving Richmond just yet. We said yesterday, I don't know why Adelaide haven't picked up the phone for him if South Australia appealed. Maybe Essendon, a move across town yep. to the Bombers. Makes sense. Might hold some appeal for him as well if... And it is an if. Essendon have an interest in the player. Uh, this is Trade Afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Blake, Alex, James, Jake, great to have your involvement. We'll get to you on the other side of this on Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Yes, it's a Beaumont News update. We are just talking about Jacob Hopper and that deal as it stood and the Giants general manager of football, Jason McCartney, said there was still a bit to be worked out with Richmond in regards to that deal as it stands. Pick 31 and a future first round selection, which Jason McCartney said, uh, quote unquote, fell a little bit short. Anthony McDonald, Tipper Woody, considering a return to the AFL Fremantle leading the way for his signature, according to Matthew Lloyd. And Blake Akers is a Carlton player as of this afternoon, a future third-round pick. The Blues give up for the 26-year-old winger. That is a needs acquisition from Carlton, who are chasing uh, a seasoned uh, player to play on that wing. And what about this for a news update? What about the comments from the Victorian Premier, Dan Andrews, Sando? Um, absolutely appalling, quote-unquote, uh, views of incoming Essendon CEO Andrew Thorburn's church. Now, obviously, Andrew Thorburn was uh, appointed on Monday as a new CEO of Essendon, former CEO of the yep. NAB, former CEO of Bank in New Zealand, a very experienced CEO and operator. But uh, his church's stance of abortion and same-sex relationships uh, has come to light since his yep. appointment. They're very strong views and controversial ones that he shares. He spoke with Gary and Tim this morning, and he, I thought he handled himself reasonably well about, you know, my beliefs don't affect the way I operate at an organization. It's almost like um, I might not necessarily agree with your views, but you have every right to yep. to have them. Um, but Dan Andrews, the Premier, said the appointment of a CEO to a club is a matter for the board of that football club. But those views are absolutely appalling. I don't support those views. That kind of intolerance and hatred is just wrong. That's not the first time I've made that point. And there are reasons to be a somewhat disappointed Essendon supporter, of which he is one. But that is a matter for the board. Yeah. Oof. 
He had a crack, Dan Andrews. I listened <laughs> to that press conference and he was very fired up. And um, it's interesting. I, I, I thought he handled it really well too this morning, Sam. But he did. There would be a lot of Essendon supporters who would be scratching their heads today. And if I'm a player or if I'm a, um, involved in the staff there at Essendon, um, it provides an un- uncomfortable situation, I think, if this is the stance of your leader of the, of, of the football club. But, um, yeah, like you said, Sam, I thought he spoke really well this morning um, on SCN. It was really, yeah. really interesting to hear his comments. It was. It was, an, it was a good interview, actually. I thought uh, Gary and Tim handled it really well also. Blake is in Perth as we go back to the open line. By the way, Tyler's, if you need stock fast, well, Beaumont Tyler's ready to help with over 115 outlets. Well and truly stocked up. Blake, you want to talk about the Gold Coast Suns? Yes, I do. Uh, so I just had uh, two questions. The first one uh, being about Jack Bowes and his seventh pick. Obviously, the Suns looking to offload Jack's salary. Uh, what would it be that the club uh, ideally wants in return? I know uh, Craig was talking about, obviously, the past few years they've been stocking up on the draft picks and now they're looking at bringing more mature players. Do you think it, uh, that they would be looking to bring in like a more mature player and a later pick or do you think they'll be more focused on a pick or does it all really just depend on what club Jack nominates? Well, that, the, the, the latter point's probably among the more pertinent, isn't it? I, I think it'll be a future pick, Blake, is my guess. Um, I know they want picks in next year's draft. So if I'm to guess, if you're pinning me to the board on on, on how it might work out, I, I, nothing this year. I think it'll be a future pick, maybe a second rounder in 2023. Um, but remains to be seen. We'll see how it uh, we'll see how it plays out. Alex is in Warrnambool. G'day, Alex. We got Alex there. Alex, you there? Yep, here. There he is. How are you, mate? Welcome. Welcome. I'm talking about uh, Mills Bergman. Uh, Paul Adelaide yesterday apparently said that we're you know, parting ways with him, but he's looking at moving next year anyway. Wouldn't they consider possibly a trade for Horn Francis and maybe one or two first rounds or even a second round? Uh, you said he's, it, it, well, he's definitely moving next year, did you say? Uh, that, yeah, that's what I've heard. Right. Um, yeah, well, we spoke to Chris Davies yesterday, didn't we? Yep. So we put those questions to him um, and we take him at face value, of course, that uh, at the moment that deal is not happening. Um, yep. They've got no intention of trading him and Miles hasn't announced any desire to be traded. Yeah. I'd, once again, though, we, we do, Sam, as player managers, we, we do keep our clubs informed if a player has any interest of returning back to their home state, but we're not hearing well, – we're not hearing anything about Miles um, mm. Bergman's desire to return home at this stage. But, um, yeah, watch this space. You never know with uh, Horn Francis requesting the trade to Port Adelaide. I'm sure the clubs will be discussing players who would potentially be involved. But, yeah, at this stage we don't know. We don't know. So we don't know each player's no. thought process, motivation. Miles might desperately want to come back to Melbourne. He might want to play for North Melbourne. He might have absolutely zero desire to come back to Melbourne and play for North Melbourne. So we just don't know the situation at the moment. Um, It will become clear shortly, though. James is in Mount Dunede. Uh, James, welcome. G'day, lads. How's it going? We're going well here. Hello. Well, uh, first thing I just wanted to say, uh, Dando, your 209 games were excellent. So don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) Thanks, Jess. Uh, but no, I just wanted to get your guys' take. So, say for example, a Tasmanian team like does get approved. Um, how, what sort of do you think are the best um, ways to start building that list in terms of what sort of prospects should, would they need to target first to build it? And then also, uh, how do you, what's the best way to know which sort of experienced um, players you'd want to then bring into it? 
Yeah, it's a good question, James. And I think, um, and I've I've been on record saying this, if I'm building a list from scratch, when you're talking about a a new footy team, I, I like the bookends first. I like the big key forward and the big key defender. I think they play pivotal roles in building sustained success. You obviously then need an A-grade midfielder. You need someone um, that's going to, you know, like a like a Cripps, um, Oliver, Pendlebury type who's who's got leadership, big-bodied, strong around the contest, great skills, really good decision-maker. They're probably your first three when you look at build, building a squad. Um, and then I guess the, uh, the rest of the pieces of the jigsaw sort of fall into place after that. But um, I do get a little bit nervous when clubs go all-in on midfielders at the expense of, you know, key backs or key forwards. And we probably saw that a little bit over the last year or two with, say, the Western Bulldogs, who have obviously got um, – who have got um, Norton, who I love yep. – but probably at the and they've 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 banked all these great midfielders, but probably at the expense of their defence. Um, so I think you, you only need to look at the teams that have had sustained success over the say the last twenty years, and we talk about Geelong, Hawthorne, Richmond. Um, uh, probably what they've done best is they've got um, top end talent, but they've built uh, rookies and late picks around the outside. So small forwards, small defenders. Um, those high-pressure players, they don't pay a lot of money or they don't give up sort of top picks for those types of players. Um, and Geelong's a great example when you look at guys like Jed Buse and mm. Bradley Close, um, Colin Jasny, those sort of players. Oh, hang on, Colin Jasny might have been an early pick. But um, even Blitzavs, who's, a, who's a, um, a rookie that came into their programs, won two, two best and fairest. Um, you need to be able to build your list um, over time, uh, but I think you're – your major expense comes with key forward, key back, and and one A grade mid, and then you sort of build yeah. from around the outside. Uh, off the text, cannot for the life of me understand why Adelaide aren't offering up pick twenty three for Jack Graham. Will be just what they need. Hard, tough midfielder doesn't make sense. Stop sitting on your hands, Adelaide, and get busy. We've spoken a lot about that. And then the separate text from Ricky Sando, one for you. Can you please ask Sando if he's surprised with the apparent lack of trading that the Crows have been involved with in this period? They are rebuilding. They've got the youngest list in the AFL. So shouldn't they be looking for a bit of experience and quality? Yes, they should. And we've talked about, um, obviously, Matt Crouch's desire to go where he can play some senior foot again, but he's under contract. I, I do like Adelaide's list, but what I've... I've said the last sort of 10 days, what I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about is they probably do lack that real top-end talent. Um, they haven't got those three or four players that just jump off the page and think, gee, these are going to be match winners for a long time. They're going to bring in Isaac Rankin. Um, we know that Taylor Walker is a fantastic player and has been for a long time, but is coming to the end of, of his career. Um, but yeah, there's probably too much of the same at the moment with their list. It's um, When you look at their midfield, Laird, Sloan, Keys. Scholl, Schoenberg, probably too much of the same, um, which is why they potentially look to to deal or why, why Matt Crouch is not getting a look um, in, in that midfield. And same with the forward line. They probably needed something a little bit different, a little bit more, um, uh, well, I, I guess Dar- Darcy Fogarty is going to be a good player. Phil Thorpe, uh, we've talked about Frampton a little bit and um, and also Himmelberg. So they they just need another one or two A-graders, I think, the Crows, which which maybe they don't want to trade players in. Maybe they feel like with their picks in the draft that they can bring in that A-grade talent. Some breaking news. Cal Toomey has just tweeted, Sando, that a deal has been agreed between Fremantle 
and North Melbourne for Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker. So the deal is going to look like this. Fremantle will receive, and we just spoke about this, North's AFL assistance picks, the future second and the future third round selections, and North's future fourth round selection. In return, the Roos get Logue, Tucker, and Frio's future third. So, to repeat, North Melbourne give up future second, future third. They were given by the AFL and their own future fourth, and they get Logue, Tucker, and Frio's future third as a sweetener on top. Okay. So that's done and dusted. Doesn't sound too bad. That's, it feels like both teams win in that trade. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good deal for North Melbourne, I think, who get in a star defender. And look, Darcy Tucker is um is could potentially be a good acquisition for them as well. They just needed some warm bodies, didn't they, given where their list is at. So they get uh, a real gun defender in Griffin Logue in, and uh, they've given up their um, their assistance picks to make that happen. Uh, we'll get to a break. Kaltumi with that news on trade afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? And it's all going down here on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back. So many calls coming through on trade afternoons. Day two of the Continental Tyres trade period. Uh, Liam Jones and Blake Akers, our movers today to the Western Bulldogs and Carlton, respectively, after Bobby Hill uh, and Tim Taranto were among the moves on day one. Uh, Jake is in Ascot Valley. He wants to talk about North Melbourne Sandow as we enter uh, the final 20 minutes or so of trade afternoons for a Tuesday. G'day, Jake. G'day, guys. Um, good news about Logan Tucker. And it, despite it seeming like a, a good deal for Freo, at the same time, we could have walked Logan to the pre-season draft. So I think it's a fair deal for all parties. Yep. Um, just wanting to put forward a proposal, a bit of a mock draft, mock trade, I should say. Um, what are your thoughts on pick eight and Marshall to north for Horn Francis? I think it's fair. What are your thoughts? Pick eight and Marshall to North Melbourne for Jason Horn Francis. Well, Port Adelaide wouldn't want to trade Todd Marshall, surely, Jake. Yeah, don't think so. I'd 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 be keeping him um, absolutely if I'm Port Adelaide, and if I'm North Melbourne, then yeah, I'd probably I don't know, I'd be tempted to do that. Deal, yeah, Marshall Marshall had a really good season. Um, he found a lot of confidence early in the year, and he had that bag of goals. I think he kicked five early in the season, and was really up and running then. But I think he's part of a sort of a forward structure there with with um, with Charlie Dixon mm. that they really like. And obviously Finn Lason came down from um, the Giants. They lose Robbie Gray from that forward line. They lose Motlop from that forward line. I just don't think – I think Port Adelaide are right in the window next year. I think I, think I see them as a big improver. Mm. Be right around the mark, especially with Horn Francis coming in. Good on you, Jake. Brandon's in Perth. Brandon, uh, Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, how are we, guys? I've, I've woken up this morning and Freo's decided to, you know, set the fire on everything. Um, Anthony <laughs> McDonald, Tip and Woody is, seems a little bit funny, but the more I think about it, it's making me feel like maybe they're trying to squeeze out Liam Henry. Okay, yeah. Well, Liam Henry is a player who's been linked to a move. I don't think that's going to happen now, but... Um... Yeah, I'm not sure he's the player they need either, um, Anthony McDonald, Tim Woody. Yeah. But he, as we said earlier, he would come for next to nothing. Well, I'll, I'll read you their forward depth, and he he's right. When you talk about um, guys like Walters, Schultz, Sam Sturt, Swikowski, Banfield, Crowden, um, they have got a lot of small forwards, like a lot, a lot of high-energy forwards there. So 
Um, if Tippin Woody was to come in, obviously he'll, he 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 makes them better because he's a he's a very good player. But mm. yeah, there might be something that they've got planned there. Fremantle, you don't know. Dylan's uh, over in Perth as well. Uh, Dylan, you want to talk about the Bombers? Yeah, I just wanted to know what else they're interested in apart from the deal with Gold Coast with Jack Bowes and Pick Seven. What else are they Essendon looking at? Well, they've tried and missed on a few, haven't they, Dylan? And um, as we've said a lot um, in this time slot on Trade Radio anyway, it's been made immensely difficult for them because they haven't had a coach, they haven't had a CEO. They've got those two pillars in place now. Um, they were interested in Josh Dunkley historically. They yeah. they went pretty hard for, for Angus Brayshaw this time around. They went pretty hard for Isaac Rankin this time around. They met, well... Some of them met with James Harms uh, over the weekend as well. So I think they're interested in a midfielder, big body midfielder. They're certainly interested in a goal sneak, which is why they'd, they'd like Anthony McDonald, Tim and Woody to come back and they had a dip at Rankin. Um, so without going into too many other specifics of names, I think that's the sort of player that they're, that they're interested in anyway. All right, too easy. Cheers, mate. Good on you, Dylan. Uh, Chris is in South Yarra. The name that we haven't spoken about a lot today is Brody Grundy, that uh, imminent move to Melbourne, which is going to happen. Chris, what what do you want to talk about when it comes to uh, the soon-to-be former Collingwood Ruckman? Hi there, boys. Uh, just got a quick question. I think um, North Melbourne's pick, which was that future second-round assistant package, that's ended up now at Fremantle. I think that's probably going to end up back at the Demons now with the whole Luke Jackson trade. And I think that future second-round pick will end up with Grundy for, well, with Collingwood for Grundy. My quick question, though, there hasn't been too much information as to where that future second-round pick is going to be or third-round selection, that assistant package. Is it attached to North Melbourne's actual ladder position or is it attached to the start of the first, uh, start of the second round or yeah. the second round? Um. That's a very good question. Well, it has to be traded um, for players. So um, that's a very good question about where it sits, yeah. to be honest. I'm not I'm sure just... if it's attached to North Melbourne's ladder position or, or not, you... or if it's just the start of the second round. Because you're right, Chris, there hasn't, well, at least that I've read anyway, the fine print on where that pick would actually sit because there'd be a reasonably yep. big difference potentially between... Yeah, like a Geelong or a North Melbourne or... Yeah. A, yeah. One or the other. It's a good point you make, uh, Chris. One, unfortunately, I can't answer for you at the moment. Um, where are we? We're in South Yarra again, but we're going to Will, who wants to talk about uh, a player who may be on the way out of the Western Bulldogs, depending on interest from elsewhere, and that's Lockie Hunter. How are you, Will? Yeah, good. Thank you, boys. Hope you're having a good afternoon. Um, I just wanted to hear your personal opinions from what you've heard and seen on what um, might be the go with Lockie Hunter, if you think he stays with the Bulldogs or he might uh, yeah, drift elsewhere. Well, he'll stay if there's not an offer there from elsewhere. It's that simple, Will. And I think if there is an offer that uh, he finds suitable, then he'll go with the Western Bulldogs' blessing. Uh, it might be one of those ones where a fresh start is, is best for, for both parties. I'm just not sure as we sit here whether he has uh, interest to that level or whether that's going to play out later or whether it's not going to play out at all. But I, I said I, th- I think it's that simple, to be honest, yeah. for, for Lockie Under. It's probably less likely than likely, to be honest. Yeah, there's so much happening across the industry at the moment, and we know the Western Bulldogs, I know they're still really keen on Lobb, um, getting him in. I don't know, uh, the Fremantle Footy Club are pretty keen to hold him to his contract. So it's going to just keep evolving. Um, like, like daily, we're going to almost get updates from, from from clubs talking to each other. And when, when picks start to come in now and trades start to happen, and uh, we're seeing that today, once dominoes fall, um, it does open up, uh, opens up other opportunities for for other deals to get done. So um, 
Yeah, it's, I can't wait to see what happens with Lob, but also too, I think, like you said, Sam, I think the Lockie Hunter deal will be something that will be later in the week, if mm. if if anything. Yep, agreed. Uh, thanks for call, Will. Uh, the AFL House Twitter account has just posted Sando as of uh, three minutes ago. Trade paperwork lodged. Fremantle trade Blake Akers to Carlton for its future third round selection. So now it is absolutely official. Uh, Blake Akers will uh, be a Carlton player next year. And I reckon that's just about it for the Blues. I know we get a lot of questions about Carlton. I think it'll be the draft from here, unless there's um, some sort of sudden late curveball late in the piece. But they definitely wanted to um, to, to prioritise the draft this year. Maybe time for one last call before the break. We'll go to Brighton East where we find... Ross, and that Ross, that deal's on your mind that we've been scratching our heads over that's got a fair bit of work in it, to be honest, and that's Josh Dunkley from the Dogs to the Lions. How are you going, Sam? Um, I just wanted to ask a technical question. Um, it's a hypothetical. If the Dogs negotiate a future first with, uh, with Brisbane and then Brisbane go into points deficit, mm-hmm. um, does that mean that uh, that first round gets eroded in, in points? Oh. Um, I, I, I want to say no, Ross, without knowing categorically. I think it's – is it not Sando? I know he done a bit of work in this yep. space. We went pretty into the nitty-gritty earlier. But it, would it not be the deficit of Brisbane's next yes, pick? Correct. Yeah. Um, Wherever that if, if, if it's a future first-round pick, I think that pick would move back. Oh, even if it's not theirs anymore? Even if they oh, shuffled sorry, it onto sorry. the dogs? Yeah, I don't know if they if – they on. Oh, yeah. We've if, had some really technical – If they untraded <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, um, me. Maybe that's outside of our pay grade, oh, Sam, I'd give you some more homework, but yeah. unfortunately this is your, your yes, muck-up day. This is my, yeah. <laughs> I'm going on Mad Monday after this. You're not, here. <laughs> You're not here tomorrow. And by the way, maybe a bit of housekeeping just on that. Uh, Sando, it'll be out Sanderson in Goddard. Um, yep. BJ will join us from tomorrow onwards. Um, but that's a good good question you pose, Ross. Um, do you reckon BJ, who hot off the plane from Bali, will be... He'll be, he'll be all over that. He'll be all over <laughs> he'll know the answer to that. Don't worry. Uh, uh, we'll be lucky to get through the couple hours without him saying my tie or something like that, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> hey, you can catch today's What's the Deal segment on the AFL Trade Radio podcast, everything podcasted on there. Today, Sandow and myself looked at how Geelong can land their triple target this off-season, and it was all for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56-volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. Hey, Jackie, Andrew, Sonny, and Roger, we've had so many calls, it'll be a shame for you to miss out. So straight after this break, we'll get back to the open line and we'll have you on on Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. And McSpicy Range at Macca's, can you handle the heat? Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Off the text, is it too late to offer Sando more to stay? Are you front-ended or back-ended here, Sando? No, I'm heavily front-ended, obviously. <laughs> oh, good. So yeah, we don't off. have to pay any of your wage then to, to go to another network or anything? We don't no, have to no. contribute? Maybe just um, a cafe latte or something yep. would be nice, yeah. Now that you've found out you have to pay for those, I notice you've quit drinking <laughs> oh, no. coffee. <laughs> no, I have one today. But it's a good story, Sam. Oh. I, I come in every Thursday morning oh, uh, with Jared on SEN, yep. every Thursday morning. And Nadia, beautiful Nadia out there, makes me a coffee, and then I just walk out and don't pay. And then I saw you pay for a coffee a couple of days ago. <laughs> and I said, "What did you have to pay for these?" <laughs> and uh, you're right. She's so I, nice. I'm, she was just letting you walk yeah, in and out. She never pulled me up, but um, she actually approached me before and said, "Does Sando realise he's up for four hundred ninety-five bucks?" Probably. Maybe that's why I'm not coming in the next few days. But yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Oh, beautifully Good done, Jack, Jackie. Jackie's in Perth. Let's talk about uh, Luke Jackson, who's uh, soon to make the move to the Fremantle Dockers. Hi, Jackie. 
Hi, how are you guys going? We're good. Oh, that's good. Look, with the Luke Jackson deal, do you honestly see that going to Fremantle or West Coast? Because I really don't want Fremantle giving too much up for him. Because you look at the likes of the Tim Kelly trade and I don't think that's benefited West Coast much at all. Do you know what I mean? I don't want Fremantle making the same mistake. Well... It's definitely going to be Fremantle, Jackie. I think, I think you know, while it's still possible, of course, they're still in there. I think if we're realistically speaking about it, um, we can remove West Coast for a moment. So the two first-round draft picks on the table for him at the moment from the Dockers, Jackie, and that is uh, this year's first and next year's first. But it's not so much that's the sticking point. We spoke about it a couple of days ago. It's what goes around those two picks. You know, who gets something back? Is it a second rounder? Who gets a third rounder? They swap a third and a fourth. And this is where it can get confusing. But it's more the loose change that well, we would consider it the loose change in the deal at the moment. But um, what do you think's fair, though, Jackie? Because Melbourne are driving a really hard bargain. They want more than those two first rounders. They want a potentially a second rounder coming back as well. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think uh, probably a pick eight and a future first, and I think that's more than sufficient. Yep. It is interesting, though, too, Sam, because um, he he is such a unique player. Like, I know the the Kelly trade involved two first-round picks, and he's a midfielder, um, but I think the Rucks, you know, such a unique position, and particularly if you're top-end talent, it feels like he's worth that, and he he, he could be a serious player. He – he already is a serious. I mean, you know, he didn't, didn't have his best year this year, but he's going to really help Fremantle, and it could be that difference for them. You know, becoming a, you know, a, 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 a top four side and pushing for a premiership as early as next season. So, I think I think Fremantle are going to push really hard. And if if it, like you said, if, it, if they give up another another pick in that deal, I think they they desperately want this player. Good on you, Jackie. Andrew's in Nidri. Andrew, uh, Taron Thomas. Yeah, I'm wondering why Essen hasn't chased him. And $700,000 for a potential gun midfielder or player like Thomas, and I think he's played some really good football, um, is worth every cent. I don't think that's over the odds at all. Yeah. And well, if he doesn't want to stay at North, I think Essen should be knocking on his door. Yeah, well, there's a few big ifs in that. I mean, they might have Essendon. Um, we know the Gold Coast had some conversations with, with, with Taron Thomas's camp earlier on this season. It didn't progress from that. And we don't know whether Taron Thomas will actually uh, ask for a trade request. He might have decided to knuckle down and um, and get on with it now. Um, so there's a lot of unknowns in that, Andrew. But um, yeah, I'm sure if he was to make himself available, there would be a few clubs that would put their hand up to um to spread that money out potentially and um and sign him on a longer term deal. Sando, we're just about out of time. Uh so Sonny, Roger, Brett, if you're patient enough, hang around. The the late trade boys are are up shortly. Um Damien Barrett's in the house as well. But uh we are just about ready to sign off here for trade afternoons. What are you going for the rest of the day there, Sando? I'm not sure actually. I haven't even thought about oh. that. I've uh, my my little boy's got uh, soccer training this afternoon. I might yep. go watch a little bit of that. Um I'll check in with the better half. She'll have some chores for me to do. Yes, I'm much the same. Cricket training, <laughs> though, for me, not soccer training. Yep. Um, it's been great fun with you, mate. Really good to no, have thanks, you in here. Um, Sam. Really appreciate it. No, I've loved it, mate. And thanks for helping me get through this. It's been awesome fun. We've done it together, of course. So I'm going to miss what's the deal, that's for sure. We might have yep. to carry that over to, to BJ's uh, brief when he joins us from tomorrow from 1 o'clock on Trade Afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy. 
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Range at Maccas, can you handle the heat? Well, the late trade boys are up next. Stay with us.